The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another ACB training event with Vespero. I'm Liz Whitaker, and I'm with the User Education and Outreach Team here at Vespero. Today, we're going to be talking about 10 important keyboard commands you can use in Microsoft Office. Some of these are going to be specific to Office, and some are going to be JAWS-related. Before we get into that, I just want to go over a couple of upcoming events that we have. Next Tuesday, October 12th at 1130 a.m. Eastern, we will be hosting a webinar with the great folks over at American Printing House for the Blind, APH. That one's called Update Your Slide Guide Using PowerPoint with JAWS. We're going to be talking about some advanced features of PowerPoint and how you can get the most out of those using the keyboard and JAWS. And that's, again, at 1130 a.m. Eastern. And you can get more information about that on the APH Access Academy page. Just go to APH.org and look for Access Academy, or you can Google APH Access Academy. Next Thursday here at Vespero, Mike Wood and Michelle Williams will be talking about how to choose, how to select the right device for low vision. So as you may know, if you're someone who has low vision and you're looking for a device or you know someone who is, there's so many different features that you can choose from. And sometimes it's really difficult to know which ones you need. And so Mike and Michelle will be going over these features and they will tell you some ways to select the the device that's right for you. That starts at noon Eastern next Thursday, October 14th. Then October 21st, which is the following Thursday, we're also having a webinar on using math in Braille with JAWS. So if you are looking for ways to read and edit math content, you're looking for some features and tools that you can use when reading math and using some of those tools that are out there, definitely want to tune in to that. And we'll also be talking about an accessible graphing calculator that you can use with JAWS and Braille. And again, that's going to happen October 21st at noon Eastern. So you can get all kinds of information about all of our events coming up. Go to freedomscientific.com forward slash training. Look for the training events heading and there's a link there to our upcoming webinars page. And you can also look for the uh, webinars on demand page where you can find all of our archived webinars as well. And if you have any questions or you need help signing up for any of those, just send an email to training at vespero.com. All right, let's dive right into some of these keyboard commands. So as I said earlier, I'm going to give you 10 different commands you can use. Now, I'm going to give you a few bonuses, throw a few bonuses in there as well. So if you use Microsoft Office applications a lot, which most of us do, you've probably noticed that a lot of the keyboard commands will work from one application to, to the another. So if you're in Outlook, if you're in Word or Excel, a lot of times you can use one certain command and it'll do a similar task. Sometimes that's not the case, but these commands really do cross over well, which makes them easier to remember. So today I'm going to be demonstrating some things in Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, and also Outlook. So I'm going to go ahead here and share my screen so that you will be able to hear JAWS as I work through this. Start video Alt plus V button. All right. Are you guys able to hear that? Videos. Yes. Okay, great. Thanks. Just wanted to make sure. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're going to start in Microsoft Word. I want to talk about a command that 
if you write a lot, for example, if you write articles, blogs, or if you're in school and you write a lot of papers, this is a really important keyboard command to know. So let's go over here to Microsoft Word. Inbox, practice work, random text dot docs work, print. V All right. So I have a document open. We have some text here. And one of the commands I really like here in Word is Control Shift G. Control Shift G, golf. This is the command that you use when you want to know statistics about your document. For example, if you want to know what the word count is, or for example, maybe how many paragraphs your document is, you can use this command. Now, again, this is a Microsoft command. So I'm going to go ahead and press it now. Control Shift G. Control Shift G. Word count the dialogue. Statistics. Pages. One. Words. 239. Characters no spaces. 1,063. Characters with spaces. 1,300. Paragraphs. Five. Lines. 17. Close button. All right. So Jaws just rattled off a whole lot of information there. Now, sometimes when I'm personally using this, if I'm just looking for the keyboard, or I'm sorry, for the uh, word count, I'll listen until I hear that information. I, I know what I'm listening for. But you may want to know all the other information there as well. Maybe you want to know three pieces of information instead of just one, and they're not always all consecutive. So I'm going to show you a way to do that. So when we press this command, we have a dialogue here that popped up with this information in it. However, if I press the down arrow key, here's what we get. Include text boxes, footnotes, and endnotes checkbox checked. Close button. And that's all we get. And if we keep pressing down arrow, it's just going to cycle through that those choices there. Here is one of those bonus commands that I mentioned. So this command is specifically a JAWS command. It's going to allow us to virtualize this control so that all the information that JAWS just rattled off when I use that command, Control-Shift-G, all that information is going to come up in the JAWS virtual viewer, which is an area that allows this text to be displayed. We can read it with our arrow keys and get all of that information one item at a time. That command is insert shift V, Victor. Virtualizing current control. So it said virtualizing current control. And so from here, I can navigate this just like I would a document. I can go to the top of the document with control home. Word count. I can down arrow. Statistics. And here we go. Page is one. So we have one page. Words 239. 239 words. Now, I can skip over the rest of this. Maybe I want to know how many paragraphs are in this document. Characters and characters with paragraphs five. And it said paragraphs five. So we can just you know press up and down arrow to move through this information. When we're finished, press escape. Escape. Close button. All right. The reason Jaws just said close button is because we are back in the dialogue that is displaying all the word count and, and statistical information here for this document. And we happen to be on the close button. So from here, I could either press the space bar to close this dialogue or I can just press escape. Escape. Edit. And I'm back in my document. So once again, control shift G is the keyboard command used to bring up the statistics about the document, things like word count and paragraph count and things. And then I use the virtualize control command which is insert shift V to bring up that information, the virtual viewer. All right. So I want to show you a couple of other ways this command can be used within office applications. So let's go over here to a uh, Excel workbook I have open here. Tasks inboxy practice workbook dot Excel. Please wait. All right. So I have a workbook here that has two worksheets in it. And we're going to be talking about that more in just a few minutes. But if I want to use this, if I want statistical information on this particular spreadsheet, I can press Control Shift G. Control Shift G. Workbook statistics. Workbook statistics. OK button. All right. Now, this one didn't read anything to us. And if we press Insert B, which is the command for reading dialog boxes, it won't actually read information. And so up and down arrow here will read nothing because all we have is an OK button. So once again, let's virtualize that information just like we did in Word. Again, that command is insert shift V, Victor. Virtualizing current control. And it's the same thing. It virtualizes the current control. And this time in Excel, we get information current. like this. End of sheet R47. So it tells us that the end of this 
spreadsheet is R47. That's the cell R47. Cells with data 178. There are 178 cells in the spreadsheet with data. Table zero. No tables. Formulas 36. 36 formulas and so forth. So you could just continue pressing down arrow to read that information. So it's very similar. It, it still gives you statistics. It, it, the difference is it's statistics on your worksheet or your workbook as opposed to a document. Again, we press escape. Escape. Okay button. We're back to that dialogue. Press escape again. Escape. Practice workbook. And we're back in Excel. So as you can see, that control shift G command gave you information about statistics in Word and Excel. Now, in Outlook, it does something a little different. If you press Control shift g in Outlook, you will get the dialog for flagging a message. So if you wanted to follow up on a message, maybe set a date to call someone back or you know reply, do, do something with that message, that's what that keyboard command does in Outlook. So it's a little bit different. It's still there. It's just it just does something different. But for Word and Excel, it gives you statistics about a document. All right, so that's keyboard command number one. Now for command number two, let's talk about searching for information. How do you find information easily and quickly? I'm going to go over here to Outlook because this one is a specific Outlook command. Random PC. All right, let's see. Title is random practice workbook. Meeting control inboxy Whitaker. All right, there we go. Alt tab wasn't telling me when I thought it should be telling me. All right, so if I want to make sure I'm in Outlook, I can press insert T for window title. Title is inboxy Whitaker. All right, so I'm in my inbox here in Outlook, and if I want to search for messages, let's say I want to find all messages that have the word ACB in them. There are several ways I can do that, but one of the ways I like best here is using this command Alt-Control-K, Kilo. So if I press Alt-Control-K, Alt-Control-K, upper ribbon, type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu, search edit. All right, so here we have a an edit box. If I were to tab, we would have advanced search button, an advanced search button. And then if we tab again, submit search button, a button, we could submit our search. Let's shift tab back up to this edit box, search edit. And I'm going to type ACB and I'm just going to press enter here. ACB, enter, searching, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, list box, webmaster at vispero.com training, contact us, form training department 207 PM, three of nine, found 25 results. All right. So what happened there was the first thing that was in focus before those search results were populated was a message that my cursor was sitting on. That's what it read first, but then it said 25 results. So now what I have is a list of emails that contain the word ACB. And if I wanted to navigate through those emails, I could press my down arrow key, up arrow key. I could enter on one to read it. I could reply. I could do everything that I'm used to doing in the inbox. I'm just here in a list of search results. All right. If I want to get out of that, I can press escape. 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 Replied. And I'm back here in my inbox. Now, interestingly enough, when you use this search command, this control alt K, when you press escape and you go back to your inbox, it places you, it, it, it puts you back in your inbox, but it places you on the message that was the first message in your search results. So I'm not really sure why that is, but that's, that was just something kind of interesting that I noticed. Now, one other brief disclaimer about using this command, just in case, because, you know, it, as we install apps on our computer, for example, I have the Kindle app for PC on my computer. And that application will actually, when you install it, it will create that keyboard command for you so that you can launch the app using a keyboard command and it uses that Alt-Control-K keyboard command. So what would happen is I would try to do a search and it would launch the Kindle app instead. So what I had to do was go find the Kindle app, press Alt-Enter to open properties, tab to the keyboard command field and backspace that out so that keyboard command was no longer associated with that app. 
so I could use it in Outlook. So I just wanted to let you guys know that just in case you were trying to use a specific keyboard command and you're finding it difficult, maybe it's launching an app or something like that. All right, so that's keyboard command number two, Alt-Control-K to search in Outlook. Now let's talk about another type of search command that you can use to search for specific features in any of the Office applications. I absolutely love this one because if you've ever navigated through the ribbons and you're, you know, you're trying to find something, you don't know where it is, maybe it's a feature you don't use that often, or you just don't want to tab a whole bunch of times, you're not sure what the keyboard command is, you can always press Alt-Q and search for a particular feature or command. So we're here in Outlook. I'm going to use it here. Uh, but you can use it in Word. You can use it in Excel. So I'm going to press Alt-Q. Alt-Q, upper ribbon. Type to search and use the up and down arrows keys to navigate submenu. Search edit. All right. So we have another search box here. And we could search for features like signatures. So if I wanted to add a signature or edit a signature, or if I wanted to set up an auto-reply, I'm going to type auto-reply. And I'm going to... Press down arrow. Auto reply. Blank. Automatic replies. All right. So here it said automatic replies. So if I press the enter key here, which I will. Enter. Leaving menus. Leaving ribbons. Automatic replies. And it placed me right in this dialogue for creating an auto reply. So that is just a really quick way to find information when you need it to find those features when you need them. And then I'm going to press escape because escape, in escape. I don't reply. actually want to create an auto reply. So yeah, you could search for a lot of different features there. You could search for spell check. Like I said, signatures, just a lot of different things. So that one is alt Q and you can use it in any of the office applications. And that again is a Microsoft command. That's not a JAWS command. All right. So now let's go back over to Excel and I want to talk about place markers and cell markers. Practice workbook.excel. So Practice I have work a workbook here. I have a workbook here that has two worksheets. One is a budget sheet, and we're going to use that budget worksheet. So you may have heard about or used place markers on web pages or in Word. They're used to set a mark at a specific place in your document, or in this case, on a spreadsheet. Now, when you're in Word or you're in Excel, you can only have one place marker per document. If you're in Excel and you have a workbook that has, let's say, six worksheets, you could have one place marker or one cell marker on each worksheet, but you're, you can only have one per sheet. All right, so why would you want to use place markers or cell markers as we call them in Excel? So if you want to mark text, you can set that marker and you can return to it at any time, no matter where you are in your document. It's just a quick way to get back to that spot. You can also use that marker to select text. So if you want to select a block of text and you don't want to have to hold down, you know, your shift and key and press down arrow and do things like that, you want to start with that marked spot and then you want to go to maybe another part in your document and select all that, that information in between, you can use markers to do that. So I'm going to show you how to do that here in Excel. So I'm going to go to the top. First cell, blank. And the way you create a cell marker here is you press all, uh, control, I'm sorry, control Windows K. Dialog. And enter. I'm placing one here for a reason. All right, so I just placed one here at the top of the document. All right. So here we have this budget spreadsheet. I want to find the utilities column and I want to find the row for January. And I want to select the data for January, February, March, and April in the utilities column. Maybe I want to apply a formula here so that I could see how much I've spent it, you know, in utilities for those four months. So I'm going to right arrow over here. Blank, 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 D1, blank, D2, utilities, D3, January. $1.75. All right. So here I am. I'm in the utilities column. I'm in the row for January. And we have January $1.75.00. $75. All right. So once again, to create this cell marker 
And this is the same with place markers. You're going to press Control Windows K, Kilo. Dialog. All right. What it's going to tell me here. Dialog. Yes button. No button. Cancel button. Replace marked cell A1 with D4. All right. So it sees that I already have one marker set here in the spreadsheet. And remember, remember, we can only have one per sheet. So it's saying, okay, there's already one here. Do you want to replace it with this new one? I'm going to press enter for yes. Enter. Setting cell marker at D4. And it told me setting cell marker at D4. Incidentally, if you're in Word and you have a place marker, let's say you have one set at the beginning of the second paragraph and you want to you set it at the beginning of the fourth paragraph instead, when you go to that fourth paragraph and you set that marker, it's not going to ask you if you want, it's not going to remind you that you already have one. It's just going to replace it. So I just wanted to let you know that. Okay. So we've set a cell marker here in the utilities column for January, and I'm going to down arrow to April. February, March, April, $85.00. All right. So I want to select the data in this column between January and April. So we have that marker set at January, and I'm going to press insert space to activate the JAWS layer command. Space. And M, as in Mary, to mark the spot. Select D4, $75.00, D7, $85.00. And it just selected that and it told me it selected it. And I could verify that with another keyboard command, which is insert shift down arrow. Selected range, January and number 13 through a number 13, April. All right. So it told me January through April. And from here, I could apply formula or do whatever I wanted to do to this information, this data here. If I want to deselect this data, I can press any arrow key. Utilities. So this deselected February, March, and April. Now it keeps that cell marker in January. So at any place in this spreadsheet, I can press Alt Windows K. January. And it takes me right back to January. So once again, those two keyboard commands for setting a cell marker or place marker, it's Control Windows K. And for jumping to that place marker, it's Alt Windows K. All right. So that is, that's five down. We got five to go here. And let's see how we're doing on time here. All right. Yeah, I got time. All right. Great. Next, I want to talk about the F6 key. And this is a really important key in a lot of different applications, not just Microsoft apps here, but are not just the Office apps here. But in Windows, this is an invaluable key because it does a lot of different things. So let's, uh, well, let's just stay here in Excel for a second. So here in Excel, I'm in the body of the spreadsheet here. And I'm going to press F6. F6, Sheet 1 tab. And this brings me to a tab where it said sheet one tab. It brings me to an area where I can choose to stay here on sheet one. Sheet two tab. I could, you know, navigate through the different sheets in this workbook. There are only two, but if I had more, I could navigate through that. Sheet one tab. So I'll press it again. F6, status bar, status bar, toolbar, status bar, zoom in button. All right. So here we have the status bar, which we can navigate with our arrow keys. I'll press right arrow. Zoom 100%, normal tab, page layout tab, page break preview tab. So we're going to find everything that we would find here on the status bar. I'll press F6 again. F6, upper ribbon, ribbon. And here we have the ribbon. F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, $75.00. And I'm back here in the body of the spreadsheet. And like a lot of other commands, you can hold down shift and it will navigate backwards. So if I were to press shift F6, it would go back to the ribbon. So F6 navigates you to areas on the screen that you cannot readily get to just with your arrow keys. They're kind of outside the boundaries of that document or of that spreadsheet. So let's go over here to Word. Inbox, random text docs, Word. And I'm going to press F6. I'm here in the body of my document. F6, status bar, toolbar, status bar. And here it brought me to the status bar, which this, this status bar is going to include different information, of course, than the one for Excel. So if I press right arrow. Spelling and grammar check no errors button. Track changes off button. Text predictions, text predictions on button. And we have a lot of information like word count and things like that. Press it again. F6, upper ribbon. We have the ribbons. F6, document pane, leaving menus. And we have the document pane. So, and it works the same as it did in Excel. If you press shift F6, you know, it's going to go backwards. It's going to navigate backwards. 
So, you know, again, F6 can be a very powerful command. Let's go over here to Outlook. Task switching. Practice inboxy Whitaker inbox. Now, here in Outlook, it's going to do very similar things, but we're going to get some different results. And I just want to show you what they are because there's some that are really neat to use here. So I'm here in my list of messages in the inbox. And if I press F6, F6, I will let Derek slide going. And that reads the body of the message that your focus is on. F6, status bar. And we're on the status bar again. And of course, we can navigate with our arrow keys. F6, upper ribbon. And we have the ribbon. F6, leaving menus, leaving ribbons, navigation bar, mail button. And here's a navigation bar. So here we could choose mail. Calendar button. Calendar. People button. And so forth. Mail button. And I'm just using my arrow keys, my right and left arrow keys there. And I can press it again. F6, mail folders, tree view. And here is a tree view where I could choose a mail folder. So if you use Outlook and you're used to pressing Control Y, that's a great way to get to your folders. But here's another way to do it too. If I press F6 again. F6, list box we have the list of messages. Now, where this really comes in handy, because again, you can press Shift F6 and you can navigate backward. So from the message list, if I press Shift F6, Shift F6, mail folders, tree view. I'm on the mail folders area. So I could choose a different folder and then press Enter. And I could keep using my F6 and Shift F6 to navigate back and forth through that. F6, list box. And it also works in PowerPoint. I know we're not demonstrating that today, but it works in PowerPoint as well. And so F6 is just a very powerful key that you can use to get to a lot of places. All right, I'm going to go back to Word here. Random text dot docs Word. All right, so that was keyboard command number six. Now for number seven. Control F6. I really like this one as well because it allows you to navigate between open documents. You can do it in Excel for spreadsheets, PowerPoint for presentations. It allows you to navigate between open documents without leaving the application. So if you had, you know, a couple of Word documents open, you can navigate with Alt-Tab and you can get to those documents with Alt-Tab, but you're going to have to navigate through all the other windows you have open as well. So using Control F6 to navigate through open documents allows you to do that without leaving the program. So let's open a new document with Control M. Control N, document to Word, print. All right, so I press Control N. We have a new document open. And I'm going to press Control F6. Control F6, random text dot docs Word. And we're back in this first document. And if I press Control F6 again, Control F6, document to Word. We're back in the second document here. Um, Control F6, random text. Interestingly enough, so if we had multiple documents, like if we had three or more documents open, and you just want to navigate between, for example, two documents, you can do that. You can press Control F6, it moves to the next one. Then you can add Shift to Control F6, and it goes back to the previous one. So that is just, and, and once again, that uses F6, but it adds another key to it. So control F6 navigates you through your open documents. That is a Microsoft command. So, all right. So here is a scenario that you may have encountered. This happened to me the other day. And I don't know if you're like me when it comes to listening to things. So I'll, if I'm performing a specific task, um, sometimes I don't listen to everything I should and I don't hear certain things because I'm concentrating so much on that task. For example, if I press the Alt key. Upper ribbon, ribbon, ribbon tabs, tab expanded. Now I just said that was expanded, but let's say I didn't hear that or maybe I pressed control before it said expanded and I'm tabbing through here and things are not acting like they should. I'm not seeing the options in the ribbon like I should that would indicate to me that that ribbon is collapsed. And that's, that's what happened to me the other day. I don't know how it got collapsed, but it did. And things were not acting the way they should. I wasn't seeing those options. So in this situation, what you can do, press escape to get out of it. Escape, escape, leaving menus. Or if you press alt and you hear it say collapsed, that means the ribbon is collapsed. There is a keyboard command that will allow you to expand or collapse the ribbon. It's a toggle. So you use the same command to do both. And that is control F1. 
So if I press it now, Control F1. The JAWS doesn't indicate anything there. However, if you press the Alt key, Upper ribbon, ribbon, ribbon tabs, tab collapse. And it said tab collapsed. So if I hear that, it's escape, leave it. I can just press escape. I can press Control F1. Control F1. And then let's go back to the ribbon. Upper ribbon, ribbon, ribbon tabs, tab expanded. And there we have it. It's expanded again. Now I could press tab and navigate through all the information on or all those options on the, the ribbons like I'm used to. All right. So that again is a Windows command. That's Microsoft command. Escape. Escape. Okay. Here's another Microsoft command that I think is important if you are formatting documents and you want to be able to quickly format text to to be a specific heading. So for example, if you want to format the title of your document to be heading level one, heading level one is like your title heading. You'll encounter those on the internet as well. Headings level two and three and so on. Those are more like topic and subtopic. They're really important to use in Word documents as well because they they add, you know, they make the document look professional and they also add accessibility to the document because you know what that text is. You know that it's a title or a topic. So I'm going to go to the top of this document. Top of file, blank. I have a blank line here and I'm going to type the words random. Random. Text. Text. All right. So I want to select this text with control and the end key. Selected. Random text. All right. So from here, there is a neat keyboard command I can use. I can hold down Alt and Control, and I can press 1 on the number row for heading level 1. I could press 2 for heading level 2, and so forth. So I'm going to press Alt, Control, 1. Alt, Control, 1. And then I'm going to press Insert Up Arrow, so to read me this line. Heading level 1, random text. And it said heading level 1. Oh. And again, you can use Alt, Control, 2 for heading level 2 and so forth. So if I select this text again, selected random text, I can press alt control two instead, alt control two, and then I'll press insert up arrow heading level two random text. So that just, it, it gives your document some formatting. It makes it more accessible and makes it look more professional. And then JAWS will indicate that information to you. All right, now for the last keyboard command. This one is a JAWS command, but I think it's extremely important. If you want to know the font and some other information about your document, you can get that information by pressing insert and the letter F as in Foxtrot. So I'll press insert F. 13 point, black on white, Calibri light, highlighted, heading to style, line spacing, one lines, paragraph formatting, aligned left, outline level, two. All right, and that sure did give a whole lot of information, once again, just like the uh, Control-Shift-G that we used at the beginning. However, once again, we can bring that information up in the virtual viewer. This time, we will do that by holding down Insert and pressing F twice quickly. Insertion point formatting. And here we are in the virtual viewer, so I can press... Blank. Insertion point formatting. I press Control-Home to go to the top, and now I can press down arrow and read through these items one at a time. 13 point, black on white, Calibri light, heading to style. And I could just keep going down and reading that information. So, blank, line spacing, one lines. And again, that's important. You know, if you're, if you need to double space something and you want to make sure it's double space, great information to have there. And you can just press escape, escape, print view, and you're back in your document. So, once again, that is a JAWS command, but I really feel like that one is really important. If you're wanting to know your font information and get some formatting info about your document, just a couple of extras. And I want to I want to get to your questions. Um, just a couple of extras, just to let you know, if you're in an application and you want a list of application specific hotkeys, you can press Insert W. So, for example, if I'm in Word and I press Insert W, I'm going to get a list of keyboard commands for Word. If I'm in Outlook, they're going to be for Outlook and so forth, and those will be displayed in the virtual viewer where I can read them with my arrow keys, just like we have been doing with the things that come up in the virtual viewer. Same thing if I want JAWS-specific hotkeys for that application, I can press Insert H and read those commands and you know just press Escape to get out of the virtual viewer. So those are two great ways to get keyboard commands specific to an application. And then there's the JAWS command search, which you 
activate with insert space and the letter J. And then you can type in a command like I could type, for example, something like clipboard and it would give me commands for copying text to a clipboard and maybe you know pasting text and things like that. So that is another way to get information. All right, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to stop sharing my screen here. Document inbox practice meeting controls. And let's see if you guys have any questions. First, we have area code 974. But the but I do have a question about um, one of the commands. Okay. When we use the uh, place marker commands that you mm-hmm. mentioned, how do we delete them? You know, that's a great question. I have not found a way to delete them from. For example, that Excel spreadsheet, I don't know. Um, There may be a way. Um, Send me an email or send us an email to training at Vispero.com. That's Vispero is V as in Victor, I, S as in Sierra, P as in Papa, Mm -hmm. E-R-O. So send an email to training at Vispero.com. I'm not sure if there is a way to delete those. Okay. And I have one other question. Okay. Um, Are there any Easy ways. I get documents from my apartment complex here that's done that are that are done in text boxes. Okay. And I didn't know if there was any commands for that. It really depends on how those are formatted. I don't know if that would be a document you'd be able to send for us to take a look at. Um, if you can't, we understand. But if you can, if that's something that we could look at, maybe we could help you figure out how to navigate that. Okay, Jane. Oh, thank you. The one thing, the one thing that I need to know how to do in JAWS, and I cannot, okay. well, one of the many things, is when I'm in a document, I want to know what page I'm on and what line I'm on on that page. Is there any way to do that? I mean, you, you know can what? do it with a note taker with with um, chord dots one five six, you know, but there should be a way in JAWS to do that. You know what there is, and I'm trying to think, I'm trying to remember what that command is. I think, let me go over here and try this. Okay. Yeah, if you go to, if you are in your document and you press insert page down, it'll give you that information that is on. I'm sorry, what's that again? uh, That's insert page down. Insert page down. It'll give you information about your document, what page you're on. Um, And there are some other commands. If you'll also send an email to training at Vespero.com, I'll send you a list of commands for reading the lines that you're on because there are several commands that you might really benefit from there. Training at Vespero.com? Uh-huh. Yes. I will do that. Great. Yeah. And for any of you... Oh, you're welcome. For any of you who want a list of the commands that I covered today and what they do and how to use them, send me an email and I will send you that document. Okay, Mary Stores. I was wondering if there was any way, because when you were talking about the Alt-Q command for searching for like auto-reply and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I actually use that same command to search for um, like email subject lines or like the word ACB in the email, and it comes up with, you know, tells you the results and tells you. Oh, okay. You can do it. So could you tell me the other command again? Because I sure. my brain just went bleep, you know, because I'm like, hey, I already used that command for something else. And Well, <laughs> and that's good to know that it works for that, actually. You just taught me something. So, yeah. <laughs> sure. Okay. So there, there's a command that is, let's see, Control-Alt-K was the one that I used, and that is just... It's it's a simpler search in the sense that you can't really narrow it down as much. You just Mm -hmm. press Alt-Control-K and you type what you're searching for. But in that box, there is, if you tab, there is an advanced search button. So you could go there and from there, you can narrow it down even more. You can type in, you know, a word or a phrase and you can choose who the message is from and you can really narrow it down from there as well. So yeah, okay. Alt, I wonder control, if it's okay. the same dialog box that comes up because the advanced search also comes up on the. You know, the it probably key. is. Yeah, okay. I bet it is. I okay, it well, is. it's good to know that there's two ways. Yeah, Thank sure. Thank you. Thank you for teaching me that. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Penny Moss. Hey, Elizabeth. Fantastic Hello. presentation. Um, oh, thanks. Hey, um, now I got to tease you and say that I wish my utility bill was $75, but 
Anyway, that's um, not a real budget spreadsheet. That's just a sample. So <laughs> anyway, um, I just have two quick questions. One is with the search command, the alt control K. If I need to find something that is inside an email, like mm-hmm. I open the email, will the alt control K work in, if the email is opened? Um, I don't think so. Let's see what happens if we do that in an email. Let's see. No. Okay. So is there a search command for the email inside an email? Um, I think you, let's see if you could do the JAWS find with insert. I'm not Cause sure. Cause I'm trying to, is it insert F or control F? Okay. So if, yeah. All right. So in an email, mm-hmm. if you press insert control and the letter F as in Frank, uh-huh. That brings up the JAWS find dialog. So from there, you could type a word that you're searching for and press right. enter. Uh-huh. And it will jump to that first occurrence of that word. Okay. And then from there on, so let's say that word appears maybe 10 times in that email, and that's not the occurrence. That's not the sentence you want. You can press F3. Okay. And it'll keep but going and finding it'll that. It'll keep going? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other question I had is about the F6 when you talked about opening two documents because mm-hmm. I teach and I'm Sunday school and I like to have two documents open. Mm-hmm. So do I open the first document, work on it, and then close it and open the second document, and then I can use F6 between both documents? No, that's actually when they're both open at the same time. So let's say you had two documents open and maybe you were, you know, reading information in one and going back to the other and making. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. So how do I, how do I fix it? Do I open them both Mm -hmm. separately? Yeah. And then I can use the F6 to go between both documents. Yeah. So for example, go to Word, open the first one. And then when you're in that first document, just press control O and open the second one from there. Okay. So I have to mm-hmm. go into Word to make to make that work. Yes. Well, you could... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I usually go to documents and find the document I want. And oh yeah. You it. could do that. Okay. And I open it and mm-hmm. then go to documents again, open mm-hmm. the second document and then it'll flip between the two documents. Yeah, control F6 will flip between those two documents, and you can absolutely do it that way, yes. Oh, that's great. Thank yeah. you so much. That's sure. all I have. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks. Okay, Michael. I came on a little bit late, and I missed the first uh, key- keyboard command. Can you tell me what that was? I sure can. So the very first one was Control-Shift-G, and what that one does in Microsoft Word, I demonstrated it in Word, Excel, and in Outlook. So in Word... Control-Shift-G, as in golf, will bring up statistics about your document, like the word count and the number of paragraphs in your document. And when you bring that dialog up, if you arrow around in there, you can't read. Like, Well, first of all, when you press the keyboard command, JAWS reads all of that information at one time. But when you arrow around in that dialog, it's not going to read that information to you using your arrow keys. So I talked about another command. And and this one is a JAWS command. That one's a Microsoft command. This one's a JAWS command for virtualizing the current control, which is insert shift and the letter V as in Victor. Uh And that brings up those statistics for that document in the virtual viewer. And you can read them individually with your arrow keys and then press escape to get out of that and press escape to get out of the statistic dialogue. I have, I have a question on that real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't take too much of your time. Um, oh, you're fine. If I was going to uh, edit a document and I was using text analyzer, mm-hmm. um, could I use that as a tool or do I just have to use it, go each one? Because the problem I've had is it'll tell me like um, that the uh, the font, it'll say font. It doesn't say size or whatever. It just says font change. Mm-hmm. And how? what is the best way to change it for each one? It just goes through each one through text analyzer. So if you're using Text Analyzer, that's an excellent question. If you're using Text Analyzer and you hear it say font change and you want to know what that change is, for that, you're going to want to, because, you know, when it says font change at, let's say, column four or something like that, it's going to place you wherever that font change is. So you can press that insert F keyboard command, and it's going to tell you what that font is. Perfect, perfect. So, yeah, the other one is just for getting information about your word count and things like that. And in Excel, right. it gives you information about your spreadsheet. So, okay, thank you so much. Sure, you're welcome. Okay, Myrna. 
So, Liz, I've been waiting yes. to ask this question okay. at the appropriate time. So I was teaching somebody basic Microsoft Word. I was teaching them to select, you know, to, to mark and select. But if you are at the beginning of a file, you do control Windows K. It will tell you it's invalid. You can't mark at the beginning of a file, which is weird. No, you so, can't. And and I don't know. I thought maybe it was a JAWS bug, and I thought no, no maybe it isn't a JAWS bug. So why did? In other words, you want? I know there's another way to do it. I know you could probably do like get to the get to the end part of where you want to select and do like Control Shift Home, and that will do it. But why would why would they do that? Do you know what, what the reason behind that was? I don't know specifically. My guess would be because the beginning is already a boundary there to show yeah. that it's the beginning and so it can't mark there. I don't know the specifics of that, but and that is a really good point. Two things about using place markers are number one, your document must be saved, which you probably know that already. Yes, that was the other, yeah, mm -hmm. the other yeah. yeah, it has to have a document name to associate with that place marker. Because okay. if you if it's just a blank document, it can't associate it, you know, with doesn't right. have a document name. What I did today, and I know you might not want to do this if you have an official document that, especially if it's one that, you know, you're going to need to send to somebody and it's got to be formatted a certain way. But I just, I pressed, uh, I went to the beginning of the file and just pressed enter to enter a blank line there. Okay. And then I was able to uh -huh. enter the mark at the beginning of the text. That's good. But you can always then go back and erase your yes. line. And the other thing is, I, interestingly enough, I never knew about, um, Control Alt K because I've been using Control E and Outlook to search. Mm -hmm. Oh, and, yeah, that that is another good one. Yeah, and you can, and I don't know what the difference would be, but Control I do. E, it's you, do you? See, uh, yeah, Control E searches everything in Outlook. Control Alt K searches the box you're in. Right. Right. Okay, so it'd be, be the only folder. In other words, it would stay in that folder. Right. And yes, and Control yeah, because when you do Control E, it'll say it does say all mail. Right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. There's so many different commands <clears throat> for all of these things. And, you know, and they do, for example, control shift F. I know I'm throwing another one at you. Oh. Um, that one is for searching. Uh, that's for an advanced search. So, yeah. Okay, Scott. All right. Well, my question has to do with the searching. You all ago, you mentioned something about, you mentioned it like, I guess, in an email, within a message, is it where you do? Control plus Jaws key plus F. Well, why? Yes. Uh, why wouldn't control? Why wouldn't just Control F work? What's the difference between Control F and Control Insert F? Okay, that yeah, and that's a great question too. Yeah. So, Control F. You know, if you're on a web page or right. some, you know, you can use Control F. But if you're too. if you're in a document, uh, you can do that as well. But if you're in an email and you press Control F. Oh, it's going to forward that message. Oh, okay. I see. It's, yes. Yeah, you, you, you got a little. In, in a, most yeah. email programs, in some it won't, depending on the in program. In some it won't. Right. True. That's a really good point. Yeah. That's a really Control good point. Control F and forward the message. Okay, I see. Right, right. So that, and you can always depend, no matter where you are, whether it's a web page, document, an email, you can always press that insert Control F that will always say JAWS fine. And that's a JAWS specific command, and that will yeah. keep that from happening. Yeah. All right. Yeah, okay, area code 518, ending in 517. This Go is ahead. Mary Bassett. And I was just wondering whether the control F shift, you know, the one where you can search in the open documents, whether that'll work also in Outlook. Wh which one are you talking about? I'm sorry. The, I think it's Control F6, where you can have the two open documents and switch oh. between them without having to go through the open windows. Yeah, if you do Control F6, let's see, in, it doesn't actually, Outlook. let me go into a message. I don't think it does anything in the message as well. No, it does not. It oh, does it not, in not work in Outlook. No. Okay, thank you. Nope. Too bad. I know. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question too. But it will work in PowerPoint, Excel, and Word and those, those apps. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sure. Okay, uh, Belle? For uh, the status line, mm -hmm. uh, insert page down does not work in Word for me. I don't okay. know what the problem is, but um, hmm. 
so I, I don't understand. But so if you press insert page down, you don't get it. The page it I don't get anything. Okay. Okay. Just nothing. Um, I tell you what, send an email to training at Vespero.com and we'll help you figure out why that's happening or not. Thank you. Sure. Okay, Cecilia. Hi, this is Cecilia. And my question is, do the alt control K, the insert Q, do those also work in Windows 10 mail or were those strictly Outlook commands? Um, you know what? I don't use Windows 10 mail. Does anybody else know? I'm not sure. I know Alt-Q is specific to a lot of the Microsoft uh, Office apps, but, you know, there's always a chance it would work in the other mail as well. I don't know. If you happen to have Windows mail, I would say, you know, try it and see what you what happens. I don't actually have it on my computer, so I can't test it right now. But, um, uh- yeah, I can try to find out for you, though. If you send us an email to training at thesparrow.com, I'll see if I can get an answer for you. Thanks. Okay. Um, well, let's see. Penny? Uh, I just forgot to ask. I know that Microsoft is coming out with a new updated version of their, I think it's Word uh, going along with Windows 11. Mm-hmm. Do y'all know if it's going to work with JAWS and is Windows 11 working with JAWS? Um, Windows 11 is working with JAWS. It was just released on Tuesday, and we're going to be having some trainings on that very soon. And as far as um, updated Office, I mean, I would imagine that it will. And usually, you know, if if you have Office 365, usually it will update automatically. So um, as, you know, in the coming weeks, mm-hmm. if you do update and you experience any, have any questions or experience anything, let us know and we'll, okay. uh, you know, get answers for you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, and Microsoft also has an accessibility help desk as well, and they can answer a lot of questions there, too. Yeah. Area code 828. Hi. Hello. Hey, I have a question. You went over how to go in and get to or to read and what font something is and, you know, all of that. Uh, The font? Uh Yeah, well, like the fonts and the, you know, the type and the size of the font and all of that. And I have trouble changing that sometimes. Is there a key that I can use to get to that and change it easily? Um, for changing the font, you can press, um, let's see, there are a couple ways to get there. Let me go over here too. So if you press, oops, not that keyboard command. Um, if you, you can press control shift P and that takes you directly to the, where you can change the font size and you can shift tab or tab through that dialogue and change, you know, what font you're using. You can also, uh, change whether it's italicized or bolded or anything like that. And just remember to select the text before you change font. So, you, you know, if you select the text and then, you know, use those keyboard commands, or if you do it from the ribbon, then when you change the font, it will change. If you don't select the text first, then it, it won't actually change. And then you can verify it when you're finished. You can use that insert F keyboard command to verify that the font did actually change. So that letter was P, as in Papa? Um, yeah, there's actually a quick okay. way to get there is Control-Shift-P get you to the point. Okay dialog box. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because I have trouble sometimes navigating sure. through the ribbons to get to some of that. And I just wanted a shortcut. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of different ways to do that. Um, there, You know, there are a lot of different commands for that. And uh, yeah, but control shift P will get you to the point size box. We're going to have to okay. end. Okay. All right. All right. That's all the time we all have. Right. Well, thank you guys very much. Thanks everyone for joining us.